Hello and welcome back to Mies on Smash, the weekly podcast where we plot out the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe with unique writers and comedians one game at a time. I am your co-host, Simon Lewis on. And I'm your other co-host, Pete Simmons Hayes. And we have an extremely exciting episode for you today. Um, Simon, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one. I mean... Truly, when people sit around talking about a Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe, that conversation always begins with this movie that we're talking about today, and that is Super Mario Bros. This is the one you bring your grandma to. This is the one like that she's heard of, you know? She can connect with you over mm-hmm. this one. That's mm-hmm. special. Right. I mean, normally we start out these episodes talking about what our experience with the game is. We don't need to do that this no. episode because every person on the planet has played a Mario game at some point. He's so versatile. Like you'll have a hardcore gamer named XXX Elite Sniper play playing the same game as a you know a third grade girl with pigtails, and they'll like it for the same reason. It's fun. You talk about in school a lot of times universal languages, and it's music, math, and Mario. The three M's, as far as I'm concerned. Those are the three universal languages. You can also point. Everyone knows what pointing is. (laughs) I'm going to stick with music, math, and Mario. (laughs) I like my three M's more than adding pointing in there. I I like the three M's, too. (laughs) I would like to think that's how the three M company started. It was... They started with music, math, and Mario, but then, you know, they moved into, like, adhesive. You guys are hearing the voice of our very special guest today, Michael Oluokun, who is joining us all the way from New York. Okay, before I even give his bio, I'm, I just respect so much that he talked before he was introduced. The energy that comes with that. <laughs> oh, wait. It's <laughs> like... I totally it, I'm was clear. like, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm not. I, in my head, I was like, oh man, I'm not talking enough. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not even here yet. <laughs> Choose your character. Michael Lukin is a writer, comedian, producer, and self-proclaimed Stephen Sondheim stan. He's currently in the final semester of his BFA in dramatic writing at NYU Tisch, after which he will apply for writing fellowships, cry, and then take a long nap. Short and sweet, Michael. I like it. Here he is, Michael Lukin. Yeah, that's what the next two years of your life look like, by the way, without any variation. You know what? I'm already preparing for it. I'm two of the three every day, crying and taking long naps. Yeah, you're just Flying adding a flying. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have to like, you know, actually work now. <laughs> so Michael, I I assume you were a Mario kid at some point. You played a Mario game, correct? I, I have played Mario and you know, I'm I'm a little ashamed to say that I was never very good at Mario, but I I I was always very fond of him, you know? I my actually my favorite Mario game was one on the Game Boy Advance, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh, which is uh, in the vein of uh, the Mario RPGs. So I see my entrance into Mario was actually through RPGs. <laughs> see, Mario is my favorite JRPG, and the platforming game is just a nice little <laughs> side hustle. <laughs> Michael, it's it's fascinating that you mentioned that because my first two Mario games. So I had a Game Boy Advance, but the only game on the Game Boy Advance that I had that was Mario related at all at all was Game and Watch Gallery 4 which I talked about last episode but it's that was my first ever video game ever 
Um, and that is a bunch of remixes of old Game & Watch games, but with Mario and the supporting cast in it. But then my second Mario game on the DS was Mario & Luigi Partners in Time. So I also was, was introduced to Mario mostly through the RPG side uh, of things. So I, I, I definitely relate to that. I got to say, I respect you so much for taking this on because, in my opinion, Mario is so hard to mm-hmm. do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... First, there's just so many different ways you can go. Can do you make Mario talk, or do you make him sound fucking ridiculous, or does he yeah. just sound like you know Ben Affleck? What do you mm-hmm. do? Yeah, I, I did have because the I actually heard you guys talking about it on a, a previous episode. I, I remember I heard you because you, you guys were like, oh, because we we don't know does Mario talk like what would he sound like, and you know I I did really consider that I <laughs> you know I I I'm a I'm a researcher first and foremost and so uh i like to do like to do some studying i like to get all my info together and then i i compile it i synthesize and i I like to think that mario is just you know an italian man italian american man hardworking, you know and you know he gets to the mushroom kingdom and you know he might be talking in you know an italian accent and so he might be saying, you know, normal things, but with an Italian accent. But to them, you know, they're just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> you know, like, the, and so it's actually a very, a very harrowing example of the, the anti-Italian sentiments that are so often looked over in our media. And that's, that's something I actually <laughs> hope to combat in this episode. Wow. We're getting to the real stuff. That is a fascinating take on Mario that I cannot wait to, to dive <laughs> into. I mean, it's worth mentioning that, that – so you say you're a researcher, and we were talking to you briefly before we started recording. And you mentioned that you actually watched the 1993 Super Mario Bros. film. Yes. I, you know, I, I quite enjoyed the film. I, I didn't get all the way through it. Unfortunately, you know, I, you know, while I am a researcher, there are only so many hours there. And you have other papers to write. Yeah. You right. know, I'm, I'm of a course. scholar, you know, people are calling me left and right. They're like, Oh man, you know, we got, we got, <laughs> we got Spielberg on the phone. He wants, <laughs> wants you to do a, he wants to do Yoshi's Island. Come up with what you got on Yoshi's Island. <laughs> I'm like, right, hey, give me a week. Come on. I'm not made of what? I'm, I'm made of fucking Yoshi's Island. Give me a break. <laughs> you're reluctant, but you're brilliant. You know, I just, hey, I, hey, I try, I try. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you mentioned it because I'm actually pretty well acquainted with the writer of the Super Mario Bros. film, who during my senior year of college was my thesis professor. And he and I, he and I got along really great. He's an awesome dude. He also wrote um, the Bill and Ted movies, the First Men in Black movie, the Now You See Me movies, really accomplished writer, but his career before Men in Black, um, but I guess after Bill and Ted, his career early on started out with the super Mario bros film. And so uh, it's just funny that you mentioned that. And I, and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping fingers crossed. I'm going to will it into existence here. We can get Ed Solomon on the show to do an interview episode where we just talk with him a bunch about the uh, 1993 super Mario bros film. That's my, 
That's my dream guest. And then Fran Lebowitz pitching F-Zero is my second big. Fran Lebowitz has been on the record for decades saying that she has an amazing F-Zero pitch and an amazing vision for Captain Falcon. So I'm hoping we get her on the show because she's so outspoken about it. It's kind of weird, you know? It's really weird. It's like, you know, people, it's like we've all read the script, right? And we're like, (laughs) uh, this just needs to be, it's like... (laughs) When she falcon punched that guy on the L train, like, I lost it. (laughs) All right, Michael, I think you have quite the pitch for us. So I think we're going to step back and let you go ahead and break the story. story. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Beforehand, I just want to preface, this is uh, fictitious. I, I uh, I mean, no offense to the Mario family. I mean, no offense to uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of Mario and well, Donkey Kong, and then Mario. You know, you know. Our legal team is ready, Michael. Our our legal team is ready to take on whoever tries to come after you. We have Disney level lawyers on our hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why artists love Mizan Smash. <laughs> <Writers> right. love, <laughs> I will be on record saying writers love Mizan Smash. <laughs> I mean. Truly, the only thing scarier than a Disney lawyer is probably a Nintendo lawyer, if we're being honest. Yeah, they're very – that's why I thought you need Disney lawyers, because Nintendo lawyers are ruthless, and they let us have no fun. <laughs> yeah, they're ruthless, and they don't care. They're just like, sorry. <laughs> I mean, at some point, we are going to – I don't know. We might have to deal with that. I don't know. I got moved by Nintendo because my script was too good. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like, if this podcast gets to the point where Nintendo is suing us, I think Kate and I have had a smashing success and we need not feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I do want to press this. This is, you know, I know uh, Simon and Pete said, you know, Mario is your your classic bread and butter Nintendo character. You know, you see this with your kids, you see this with your your granny, you see this with your step parents. I just want to say this isn't your step parents. Maybe maybe a stepdad. This is a stepdad. <laughs> Mario. This, this is your stepdad's Mario. Aren't we supposed grand- to hate things our stepdad's like? <laughs> this isn't your grandparents, Mario. This is your stepdad's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> we hear the sound of a large crowd cheering. You know. As a frame comes into view, we see that this is a crowd of a boxing match. It's 1988. We're in the Bronx. Also, everything is in black and white. Uh, It's basically like the opening scene of Raging Bull, if you have seen it. Yeah. (laughs) In the ring, we see our hero, Mario, Jumpman Mario. He's young. He's handsome. Full head of hair. Big, iconic mustache with a little bit of a five o'clock shadow the ladies you know he's the guy and he's just like he's laying into the other guy the other guy's face is battered it's bloody he's punching him you know he's giving right hooks left hooks uppercuts and we see the look on mario's face and he's grinning he's just smiling ear to ear and in this moment we can see that he truly feels alive and as he continues to wail and wail on this guy we hear the sound of the crowd loudly cheering his name Mario 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 Mario. two 
Mario snaps yeah. out of his daydream. He's still in the Bronx, but now it's 2008. 20 years later, Mario's looking a lot worse for wear. He's put on more than a few, fa- <laughs> more than a few pounds, and he's lost most of his hair, although he still has a classic mustache. He's in the middle of a job, you know, plumbing, you know, the job that deals with shit. And an old woman is yelling his name repeatedly, you know, the Mario, Mario. From wow. the first scene, it's in this scene, but now it's recontextualized. He's like, Mario, Mario! It's kind of like how Manchester by the Sea opens. Actually, Kenneth Lonergan pitched, told me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to him before, and I was like, Kenneth, I'm going on Mizan Smash. I need you to read over my Mario outline. And he was like, you're going to want to do this. Anyways, Mario's in the middle of the job, and the old woman is yelling his name. She says, you need to get your head out of the clouds and finish this job so I can have some sweet, sweet toilet time for myself, you know, as someone does. And Mario looks down, and he's just looking into a toilet full of shit. <laughs> we cut back to the look of pure depression and desperation and just despondence on Mario's face. And then title card. Mario. This really is your stepdad's Mario. Going <laughs> so many <laughs> I have a couple There's questions. So many questions. Uh, this is a warm Budweiser. <laughs> a warm 40 of Budweiser. <laughs> so, first and foremost, I think we have to establish that this is a period piece. This takes place yeah. during the 2008 <laughs> economic downturn. <laughs> Obama's just been elected. <laughs> No, Obama probably, I mean, yeah, at what point in 2008 is this? Has Obama been elected yet, or is he still running? You know what? Let's say it's 2009. Let's say Obama's been inaugurated. Okay. It is important that Obama is somewhere in the cultural context (laughs) during this time. It's in in the wake of the Great Recession, but things are looking up. I think it's like like right at the Great Recession, and we think things are looking up, but... For the for the real working man, mm-hmm. things things haven't really changed that much, and that's yeah. They kinda, don't know the Senate's going to flip in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of going to change. Yeah, kind of brewing within Mario. You know, he's a he's a proletariat at his heart, and he's. This is also and this is also interesting because you made the choice to not call this Mario Brothers. It's just Mario. This is <laughs> his story and no one else's. Yeah, this is a this is a gritty character. Story. <laughs> Although, but there's there's some laughs, you know, and we'll get to those laughs. Anyway, we, you know, we got our title card, you know, Mario. You know, and maybe even the subtitle is like, not your grandparents. <laughs> 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 that could be a little, the tagline. This is your grand, this is your stepdad's line. Wait, I have a question. I have a question. Um, who is the guy that Mario was just wailing on at the beginning? Does it matter? Or is he important? Okay, so I did have... <laughs> I did have a headcanon in my head. So this was some of my uh some of my pre-writing. As as you know, all writers know we do we do pre-writing that doesn't go into it, but it influences it. Anyways, I had a headcanon that <laughs> Mario and Little Mac were both boxers in the same league at the same time. So this is so this is so this one wouldn't be Little Mac, but this would be like a boxer in that same kind of like scene at that time. I have a pitch. This we we might save this for continuity approaching, but yeah. what if? Because Little Mac's kind of a young guy; he's a young gun yeah. in, the, in the boxing world. 
what if Mario was just wailing on Doc Lewis, who was Little Mac's trainer? Mm, yeah, I like that. All right, that's canon now. And then uh, title card, Mario. We see some establishing shots of the Bronx opening credits roll. Good stuff. Post credits. We see Mario step out of his plumbing van into a hole in the wall where he works, a place called Perfect Plumbing Incorporated. Upon entering the building, Mario is immediately accosted by his boss, a burly guy named Frank. And you know, you, you may have never had a boss named Frank, but you've had a boss that's Frank, you know? It's just a, just a big dude that's like, hey. That's like, yeah, that's Frank. Mine was Carl. That's a classic, that's a classic one. And so Frank says, he's like, Mario, this is the third time this week you've been late on a job. And if you don't get your act together, you're gonna have to find somewhere else to work. He gives Mario an ultimatum and Mario's like, why don't you, how about this? Why don't you fuck off? <laughs> right when he says that, Luigi, Luigi Mario, Mario's brother Aww. enters the building fresh off a job and Luigi, Luigi's a little bit younger than Mario. I see. So I, I did watch the the original Mario movie, 1993, Ed Solomon. John Leguizamo was playing Luigi. And while I did like the choice they did to make him young, like teenager young, I think my Luigi is about the same age as Mario, maybe like two years younger. So I imagine Mario being in early 40s and Luigi would also be that age. In your dream version of this film, who plays Mario? Who plays Luigi? That's such a good question. Who plays Mario? Who plays Luigi? You know, I actually hadn't even thought of it. The, these these two are my dream casting for anything. So th- these will be my placeholders. But I would like to have Kevin Hart play Mario and The Rock play Luigi. And I, and I know it is a controversial choice to make <laughs> The Rock <laughs> the supporting character, <laughs> Kevin Hart the lead. But I, you know what? I like to make choices. And we know the chemistry is there because they've already starred in a movie together. Hollywood, why won't you make Kevin Hart Mario? Why are, why are we having that conversation? <laughs> Let's have it. Let's, you know, we already talked about Italian stuff. We might as well just keep going. So this is live action then. Okay, so the, I'm going to spoil a little bit of something that comes later in the, the movie. But this is live action. But I also kind of wanted to do like a who framed Roger Rabbit type thing mm. where like when Mario gets to the Mushroom Kingdom, like he's still live action, but everyone else there is like animated. That way you don't have to deal with the like, the the weird, because there's always like that point where you're like, damn, are we going to have to have a Bowser costume? And if so, hmm, <laughs> what's that going to look like, you know? And yeah, Michael, I, I just... I got to say, I've I have spent countless nights wrestling with the question of whether or not Mario is better suited for live action or animation. And I have never seen someone just answer that question so perfectly. Like I'd never even thought of that before to do mixed live action with animation, but it feels like, I mean, Mario is just a guy from New York yeah, thrown into this fantasy world. Like that makes perfect sense to me. I'm kind of blown away with how perfect I think that is truly. Especially with Super Mario Odyssey's like New Donk City, which kind of supports that thesis. Does that already, yeah. I, I didn't play the Super Mario Odyssey, but that's really interesting. Yeah, because I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking about that question because I was like, 
I could just have the whole thing be animated, but then I almost feel like like the the novelty of having like like a gritty like raging bull Mario for an act, I think is just like so so funny. And, yeah, and I was like, and it it actually kind of works because I feel like a lot of like who framed Roger Rabbit is that kind of like it is like a noir, but then it also is like a silly cartoon movie. And of course, it stars Bob Hoskins, who plays Mario in the in the nineteen ninety three film. So it's oh my, wait. Yeah. Whoa! Wait, <laughs> I, that actually didn't even cross. Whoa! <laughs> I think we cracked it. <laughs> I think we're gonna stop the podcast. <laughs> I'm very Robert impressed is, so far. Oh my god, my son, Robert Zemeckis is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mario's like, you know, Luigi enters. You know, he's a little bit slimmer. He he's kind of a he's kind of a a guy you would see in the background, you know, like a solid part of your crew, but never like the main guy, you know what I mean? And Luigi gets there and he's fresh off a job. And Frank, he commends Luigi for always being on time, getting great customer reviews. And he's like, Mario, why can't you be more like your brother Luigi, you know? And Luigi, he's a good hearted guy. And he's like, you know, I can actually help you out, Mario. Like if you need some help on some jobs and Mario, he tells Luigi, and I quote, he tells Luigi to suck his cock. <laughs> so after work, Mario is at the apartment he shares with Luigi. Uh, they live in Jersey City. They commute. Uh, and they're watching the game. They're drinking some brews. You know, classic bro time. And you Luigi live in Jersey? Is- <laughs> okay, so I actually even I had a canonical <laughs> I had a canonical explanation. <laughs> they so, take the path. So my How do they get was, from every day they go from Jersey <laughs> to Manhattan? That's the most unrealistic thing I've heard sucks. about Mario so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my thought is okay, so okay, so here's my Mario backstory. You know, so Mario was a I don't know if you guys have seen Raging Bull, but basically there's a boxer. He's really good, but he's, he's really violent in his life. And once he stops being able to box, his life falls apart and he's a shell of who he was. And so my idea for Mario is that he kind of mirrors that same trajectory where he was a really great boxer. And he was like, you know, like, I'm really, I'm really going to do this, you know, like I'm going to be one of the greats, you know? Ah. And then, you know, he has, <laughs> and then little Mac is the boxer <laughs> who takes Mario down. He beats Mario so badly that it injures him irreparably and he can no longer box anymore. And so now Mario has no marketable skills. All he's ever done his entire life is box. And so, He's like, like, what am I going to do with this life? And he goes to his brother Luigi, who... And so my idea is that Luigi was the plumber first. And Luigi actually taught Mario the ropes of how to plumb. You know, he was kind of his plum padawan, if you will. And, and so originally... Well, okay, wait, actually. So I, did, I skipped... <laughs> I skipped an in-between. So in-between those, <laughs> Mario starts working construction. Mm. And because, you know, the original, our in, original introduction to Mario is in Donkey Kong, where mm-hmm. he's a construction worker, and Donkey Kong's just this ape throwing barrels down, 
you know, this construction site. And so my idea was that he was working construction in the Bronx and then just like an ape from the Bronx Zoo <laughs> escaped <laughs> and just starts like wreaking havoc in his construction site. And at this point, <laughs> okay, I also left out another detail. So Mario, <laughs> Mario was married. <laughs> so in the original Donkey Kong, Mario, the woman Mario is trying to save isn't Peach, you know. No, it's Pauline. The, the classic princess we know, it's Pauline. And Pauline's like a classic New York gal, you know. She's, she, she seems like she'd be at home in like a vaudeville club, like in a speakeasy, in a jazz club. And my idea was that Pauline is someone who likes to likes the finer things in life, you know. She was attracted to Mario because he was this, this bright, shining star. He was so successful. And, he, you know, he was charismatic. He was handsome. He, he, you know, he was going somewhere. And they got married while he was still boxing. And then the injury happens. And they're still together. And, you know, they've kind of sunk so much into this relationship. So they're still together. But... You know, the, they, they know it's not the same thing it was in the past. And, you know, Mario, he's working construction. They're living in the Bronx. He's trying to provide for both of them. And then this gorilla thing happens. And Pauline was like, it's like, Mario, we got we to get out of the fucking Bronx. Like, you know, like, those are fucking gorillas at the, the construction. <laughs> it's like, I, this shouldn't even be a conversation, you know? And, and you know, I, I get Pauline, you know, like, your husband gets attacked by an ape at his construction job. You, you might want to go get another job. <laughs> Paulina, you know, if she wants someone who's like successful and all that stuff, she does become mayor of New Donk City in Super Mario Odyssey. What if it's like an extra fuck you to Mario? She's the mayor of New York in 2008. That would be Whoa. so funny. The New Donk City is just New York then in our universe. Yeah. I, I think that's I think really so. funny. She's Mayor Bill de Blasio. So Mario is like, I don't know construction. All I know is boxing. What am I supposed to do? And so his brother Luigi, who lives in Jersey, that's the link. Luigi, Luigi originally lived in Jersey. Because, you know, Luigi would live in Jersey. If, and if not Jersey, Long Island, you know? Right. <laughs> so I feel like that's classic Luigi. And so Luigi lived in Jersey and Luigi had been working plumbing. And so Mario's like, hey, like, he's like, oh, I can teach you plumbing. You know, we can we can get apartments next to each other and, you know, we'll have a good time. It'll be like the old days, you know, like, because Luigi actually used to be his boxing manager. <laughs> and so, you know, it'll be like, you know, it'll be like the old days, you know, we'll get the two boys together. Everything will be great, you know. Like, you know, we'll do we'll do things together, the Mario Bros. <laughs> and so Luigi, you know, he teaches them how to plumb, and you know, Mario's learning the ropes of plumbing, and you know, he's he's you know he's clocking in, he's doing the nine to five, he's doing it for a few years, and you know, he's him and Pauline, but Pauline's getting restless, you know, like this isn't the life she she was promised, you know, this isn't what she signed on for. She wants. She wants doing something with his life. She wants someone who's who's got a purpose, who's going somewhere. And Mario's like, Pauline, like I'm I'm trying my damn heart. What do you want me to do? Like, 
I'm working, I'm working nine to five. I'm working my damn, working my damn hands to the bone. What more you want? Pauline's <laughs> like, Pauline's like, I want, you know, I'm done, Mario. I'm done. You know, I'm tired of your shit, Mario. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Fuck Luigi. I'm done. I'm out of here. And Pauline, Pauline leaves Mario. And Mario's in shambles. Mario's like, like she fucking broke my arm, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with these days. <laughs> and Mario's, so Mario's just, he's he's done. He's just, he works his plumbing job and he's given up. He's just, you know, he's broken down. He's a he's the lumpen proletariat, you know. He's he's been worn down by capitalism. He's his relationships are in shambles. He doesn't know what to do with this life. And so um, Mario and Luigi are watching the game. They're drinking some brews. Uh, classic bro time. Luigi's absolutely chilling. But Mario, he's restless at his seat on the couch. And so Mario, Mario asks Luigi if he has any other plans for the night. And Luigi says he's just fine where he is. And he asks Mario if he has any plans. Because obviously that's why Mario would ask that question. You know, he wants him to ask him. And Mario says... He's been on some online message boards because, of course, he's been on some online message boards. And he found out that there's a secret weekly fight club in the city. And he asked Luigi if he wants to go. But Luigi thinks it's a bad idea. He thinks it's Mario trying to relive his former glory days. And he's like, you got to move on. You know, you can't go on in your life until you move on. And Mario's like... Mario's like, Luigi, why don't, you, why don't you want more excitement in your life? You know, like, what are you doing? You're 40-something, and this is, is this it? Like, and Luigi's like, what? He's like, I got plumbing, I got beer, I got sports. Like, how much more excitement do I need, huh? And then <laughs> Mario, Mario, he's bearing his soul. He's giving an impassioned speech about how he wants more out of his life, how, how he was once great, how, he, how he's wasting his life at a dead-end plumbing job. You know, it's like that when Marlon Brando speech from On the Waterfront, where he's like, you know, I could have been somebody. I could have been, been a contender. contender. <laughs> I could have been a contender. <laughs> this is this really is the classic. <laughs> this is a classic working man story. He he could have been a contender, but You're now, borrowing from all the greats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I'm tr- I try, <laughs> and so Mario. He's bearing his soul to Luigi. Like, if this was a Broadway musical, this would be his, like, I want number. Mm-hmm. And so after Mario's done burying his soul, he looks to Luigi for something, anything. But at that very moment, a big play happens in the game on TV, and Luigi jumps out of his seat in cheers. Oh, yeah. At that point, Mario's just had enough, you know? He, tur- he, he grabs the remote, he turns off the game, and he walks mm. out of the room. Now Mario's sulking, you know? He's, he, the lights are off. He's in his room. He's had like four more beers. Some kind of dad rock is playing, I imagine. In my head, I was like, like Steely Dan, just because that's my favorite. That's my favorite dad rock band. <laughs> or I was also thinking like one of the, like one of those classic, like Frankie Valley in the four seasons, like <laughs> Frank Sinatra, like, like I only listen to Italian, like, yeah. <laughs> where's my, uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Mario and Luigi are definitely like that. They're like they're like the uh, the the pizza family from Do the Right Thing. Are they only? I know Italian that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> they're Danny Aiello and John Torturo. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, no, that that was real music. Like playing like Pavarotti, <laughs> like playing a Pavarotti opera, just like. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, he's sulking. He's back on the message boards, you know. He's, he's got one of those desktops that has, like, the big fat back. And he's just down bad, you know? And so, finally, Mario, he's he's ready, you know? He's, he's decided, you know what? Screw Luigi, you know? I'm going to go to the Underground Fight Club by myself. And, you know, like, who's going to stop me? So Mario, he hops on the subway, and he goes to the location. He's greeted by some big burly bouncers at the door. And he tells them the secret password. I imagine something like, Let's fucking get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, they're just like, you're in. <laughs> and he descends, you know, he descends a staircase. There's always a staircase to descend. Maybe even two, if you're crazy. <laughs> if you're crazy, there's an elevator. That's, that's <laughs> for the, the sci-fi ones. <laughs> In a, in a more down-to-earth one, it's staircases. Or if it's more uh, fantastical, it's usually staircases. But, that'll, uh, that'll depend on who the director we get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll, be, that'll be a question for uh, the second uh, production draft. That'll be, the, right. that'll, be, that'll be for the red draft. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so he, he, he's at the fight club, and it's exactly how you would imagine it to be, you know. Lots of tough, burly, like greasy, grimy dudes. It's like the like the salty spittoon, you know. It's some people are like mob affiliated. There's like guys with eye patches. Some of them are just like weirdo hobbyists, kind of like Mario is, and they're just kind of like there. They're like, yeah, fighting, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, and so Mario he takes a seat at the first open seat he finds. And it's next to a kind of creepy looking guy with a weird beanie kind of hat on. But on and on stage, a fight is already underway. And the fighters are bare knuckle boxing. People are cheering him on, glasses are clinking. It's like a whole like hoop nanny. Like people are fighting in the state, like in between. <laughs> and finally, one of the ca- fighters KOs the other fighter, and the crowd cheers even louder. Some people groan, money exchanges hands. And from the look on Mario's face, you can tell that he's in his fucking element. And then the announcer walks on stage and he's like, would any other challengers like to try their luck in the ring? And without even thinking about it, Mario jumps out of his seat. Some people in the crowd, they're laughing, you know, it's just this fat 40-year-old dude's like, yeah, let me fight. And the announcer thinks it's a joke too. But Mario, he doubles down. He's like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking brawl. All right, let's go. <laughs> Cut to Mario is in the ring. His shirt is off. His heart is thumping. He's face to face with the other boxer. And for reference, the other guy is fucking yoked. Like, like, like this guy is a boxer. <laughs> like, this is the dude at the gym where you're like, is there like another like punching bag I can get to? <laughs> like, I need to like three. I need three punching bags distance from him. <laughs> and so Mario is he's face to face with this guy, and for a moment, Mario flashes back to his old glory days back in the ring, and he smiles and he tells the other guy to come at him. 
He's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Fucking come at me. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Mario. He, he wakes up. He's in the back of a cab. He's, he's been passed out. He looks around and he's like, where the fuck am I? He sees in the seat next to him is the guy with the weird beanie who he sat next to at the fight club. Mario starts screaming and he's like, who, who the fuck are you? Where the fuck are you taking me? The guy's like, calm down, calm down. I, I saved you. You passed out. Mario's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, okay, my, my name's Toad. And I'm a, well, I, my nick, my people call me Toad. <laughs> people call me Toad. And I, I was a fan of what you did at the fight club earlier. It just You just ran in there without even thinking about it. And Mario... He tells the cab driver, he's like, pull over, pull over, let me out of the fucking car. And he does. And Mario's, he's like, I'm, I'm getting out of the cab. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, fucking crazy ass? Is Toad Man. also Italian? I, I don't think Toad's Italian. I think I might have just been too, <laughs> I might have been too into deep in the Italian accent, but I <laughs> didn't go into, what, what would you does, picture? Does Toad still talk like, Why? Mario, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? I, I actually, I think it would be funny if he had like, like a Norwegian, like a Scandinavian <laughs> accent, or like a like a German, like like an European accent that's like not British or like French, like one of the ones you wouldn't think. Would I was gonna pitch that maybe he's like smoked so much he's got like one of those like oh. he's got he's got one of these voices. <laughs> There are so many options, and I like all of them. <laughs> Toad is, I mean, Toad is just a regular guy in the 1993 film, but I can't remember what he sounds like in that. I think he might just be yeah. like a, I think he's got like a Brooklyn accent in that, but he's in, yeah. in, in, in that movie, he's just a regular dude as well. I have, so I have a question about him in, in, in this movie. Is he, is he literally a regular dude with a beanie that looks like a Toad's hat? Or is he, I mean, he's not, an, I mean, you said there was yeah. gonna be animation blur. Is he animated? What's so? What's described? To- so for me, in in right now, he is just like a weird looking guy with like a beanie on. Maybe he even like doesn't have eyebrow, like doesn't have eyebrows, like you know, <laughs> like you wait. You, have you guys seen the show Barry? Yeah. Like you know, like no. Oh no, Hank. Hank. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, yeah, like Toad is no. <laughs> Wait, that, that's great casting. Oh, he would be am- he'd be amazing in this movie. Oh, yeah. and so then my idea was like in this world, like he is just a normal guy, but it's almost like like you know how in movies there will be like yes, we're here as like humans to you, but like we're actually ten thousand leagues away in a galaxy and we need your help like it's basically that so mario's like let me out of the cab let me out of the cab he pull over and the cab driver he pulls over and mario's like i'm, I'm getting out of the cab like I'm, I'm he's about to open the door to walk out of the cab but the doors are child locked and the cab driver turns around and he has the exact same face as toad And Mario asks, what the fuck is going on? And the two toads just grab Mario. They just (laughs) shove him, they just shove him against the seat. And Mario's like, what the the fuck are you doing? And then they shove something into Mario's mouth and they make him chew. And they're like, what what is, what the fuck was that? And they're like, that's a magic mushroom. They're like, we're from a place called the Mushroom Kingdom. 
And we need a brave warrior like you to defeat an evil creature named Bowser and save our princess named Peach. And Mario's like, no, 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 what? No, 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 no. And then he fight. He finally gets the door to unlock. And he's he's walking out, but the mushroom is really starting to kick in, and everything's starting to get all trippy and psychedelic. And the two toads. And Mario's like, what the fuck did you just give me? And two toads say. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and Mario's like, what do you mean other side? And then it does that like like you know in Doctor Strange where he like is traveling through the multiverse. <laughs> like I think it was something like that. Or like you know how like <laughs> in Uncut Gems where the he like goes <laughs> inside <laughs> the gem. Like, like, at the goes, beginning? Yeah, in the beginning where he like <laughs> goes inside yeah. the like maybe he like goes in like the eye of the mushroom and he's like what's going on and then it's like cut to black and then cut to mario is now in the mushroom kingdom and then yeah so for the mushroom kingdom i was envisioning kind of like a mix of like toontown the wizard of oz (laughs) and then like just like a classic medieval kingdom and and then yeah i wanted to do kind of a who framed roger rabbit type of deal where mario still live action but everyone and everything else is animated you know i'm not even thinking who framed roger rabbit with this i'm getting space jam vibes mm. you know i think those are like that's almost like a genre you know like yeah i, I would love to add i would love to be a new entry into that genre <laughs> <laughs> i i think we got a classic on our hands <laughs> we definitely have a cult classic on our hands maybe even Maybe even a, a normie class. <laughs> <laughs> just like white girls, like on yeah. like their hinge. Maybe like, on like, like a, a quirky normie classic, you know? Like, <laughs> you have to I'm, like two things. You have to like The Office and Michael Alcott's yeah. Mario. It's like the Toontown references really pay off. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chipotle, Mean Girls, and Michael's Mario. <laughs> I would love to be something that a teenager quotes to try and look cool to other teenagers. And so so he's in the Mushroom Kingdom. And I also kind of wanted to do, like, in the first game, like, you're kind of just dropped into the first level with, like, no explanation and, like, no like no directions, really. It's just kind of like you have, <laughs> you're just there. And I kind of almost wanted to do that. So where it's, like, Mario's kind of just dropped into, like, level 1-1. And he just sees these, like, koopas and goombas that are like like human size and so like just like a goomba that's like five eight and he's just like freaking out and he, he like <laughs> it's like nokia cell phone to call nine one one, who miraculously answers and you know i actually want him to make a joke about it where he's like oh so i can get service here but I, I can't get service when I'm when I'm in the tunnel. Like, come on, topical topical Bronx humor. <laughs> and then Mario's trying to tell him where he is. He's like, we said, you know, I'm at the. They're like, what's your cross street? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then Mario's phone dies, and then the creatures are closing in on him, and it seems like all is lost when he hears a voice that tells him to jump. Not and he doesn't know what else to do, so Mario jumps and he launches high up into the air and lands on top of the Goombas with a big old ground slam, killing all of them. I'm I I had a thought where I was like I maybe 
we could either do like funny gratuitous <laughs> gore or just kind of like a i don't know like an animated like 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 a <laughs> animated explosion <laughs> so what you're saying is that that mario's jumps while he's in the mushroom kingdom they're not regular jumps he's truly like <laughs> launching into the air at like an unreal rate <laughs> yeah I, so i actually even i was thinking of like a canon way to like explain it i had two thoughts my first one was what if the gravity in the mushroom kingdom <laughs> was different and so it's like since mario is used to like the earth gravity like now that he's on the mushroom kingdom like it's almost like a superman thing where it's like right he gets power from the sun it's like exactly like superman like the, yeah. the mushroom plus being in the world has like granted mario superhuman like almost super soldier power yeah so like everyone else that lives there they've been there so long they're just used they're, right. it's regular gravity to them, yeah, right. to him. them. but like for him he's just like like he's yeah superpowered basically. it's like goku yeah. it's like goku wearing the heavy turtle shell and then when he takes yeah, it off he he's super it, fast yeah. cool very cool i'm down for that it's exactly like 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 superman and i, I don't know my dragon ball z or dragon ball very well but sounds similar <laughs> but yeah it's the classic trip like rock lee and uh naruto yeah the weights the leg weights like exactly <laughs> it's like you know you thought you knew how heavy the weights were and then he drops them off and it's like drop <laughs> the weights mario yeah. <laughs> really yeah. mario this mario reaches super saiyan one here <laughs> this is super mario one <laughs> He reaches the level of Super Mario. Uh, and so he kills them all with a big old ground slam. And Mario was like, what the f*** going on? And then the two Toad brothers, now cartoon Toads, come out of a bush and they greet him. And they're like, wow. They're like, so it really is you. It's just like the prophecy foretold. And Mario, he's like, he's panting. He's breathing heavily. He's just... You know, he jumped in the air and he killed these fucking things he's never seen before. And he's just like, uh, what prophecy? And then from here, the outline gets a little bit looser. <laughs> and so, so the toads, they take him, they take Mario to the mushroom castle, which is just what I call the castle of the mushroom kingdom. Okay. And they introduce him to King the king of the mushroom kingdom, King Mushroom. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> oh. I don't know does Peach have a last name? I Toadstool, she... right? I think she's oh, yeah. Princess, Princess Toadstool. Yeah, yeah. Toadstool. Yeah. I, I wonder what his name would be. Do you think? So all of the, another Dragon Ball Z parallel, all of the like Saiyans are named after vegetables. Ooh. And then Peach's name is Peach. Peach. <laughs> Do you think like... <laughs> He, his name would also like King Apricot, like Kumquat. <laughs> Come for sure. They call him Cum. King Cum. King Cum. King Cum. Okay, that's canon. <laughs> that's what the fan. Okay, like we don't say that, but the people on Reddit yeah, call him King like, Cum. Kumquat. King Cum. Kumquat Toadstool, that's his name. It's like, if the fans want to call him King Cum, like, who am I to stop, though? Yeah. <laughs> what does he look like? Is, does he look like Peach? I think, I feel like, you know, like, you know how kings in, like, movies are all, they always have that same, like, general beard, mustache, <laughs> and, like, thinning hair combo. It's like, mm -hmm. 
maybe they mm-hmm. were handsome like 15 years ago there are there are a bunch of kings of the mushroom kingdom that show up in super mario bros 3 and they oh. all kind of look like slightly slimmer versions of the sultan from aladdin i think in my interpretation the kings are like a like you know king neptune in the spongebob movie like how he's kind of like kind of like a bald bab like kind of like that yeah like with a big gut and yeah, yeah. he's like a king but and he, he like he still kind of wants to be respected but it's like no one really is like everyone's like oh that's just king come you know <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh you <laughs> and so you know they introduce him to king kumquat toadstool and they're all like yo there's this fucking big dude named bowser he's like kind of a dragon he's kind of a turtle he's a big fucking problem he took our princess peach can you go get her and also like beat the shit out of him and mario was like fuck no and then they're like, we'll shower you with praise, and also we can pay you with gold. And then Mario is like, fuck yes. And so the Toads explain how to get to Bowser's castle. I imagine there's like some cool like map scene with a like, you know, there's like a march playing in the background. Yeah, it's the, wor- it's the world map. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's- <laughs> like the world map theme is playing, and they're like, these are the areas you will need to go through, and it would be like inspired by some of the worlds of the first game. You know, you have like your water level, your sewer level. <clears throat> you got like the cloud parts in the levels and the toads, you know, they tell them, they're like, you know, if you ever need, you know, this is what you're going to need to do. And, you know, if you ever need us, you can just call us and we'll show up. And, you know, yeah, hoorah. And he's like, um, all right. And so Mario, he he starts going through the levels, and you know he's going through the levels. He has some, he traverses some kind of some wacky adventures. You know, I'm sure there's a fun scene of this Italian guy having to take off his shirt, and he's just he's like in he has no shirt on, but like still overalls, and he's like swimming through the water, like punching a fish. <laughs> like that's a scene that needs to. <laughs> that's a scene. Like that scene's in or I walk. <laughs> and, and so he's going through the levels and then he finally gets to what he thinks is Bowser's castle. And, you know, he has an epic battle and he defeats what he thinks is Bowser, but it just turns out to be some Koopas stacked up on top of each other in a Bowser suit. And he gets pissed off. He's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, the toad, toad man, where, frog dude, like, what's up? And where's the, where's the dame? And they just show up. They, they like walk out of the corner. They're like, yeah, we were here the whole time. And they're like, oh shit, wait, you thought we met this Bowser's castle? Oh, we oh. <laughs> totally met the other Bowser's castle the whole time. Oh, it's like, and and they, they like take the same map from before and they like flip it around and it's like the map to the other. Bowser's <laughs> how many times Mario's, do they, how many times do they pull this reversal on him? Is it just the one time where I they're think, like, oh shit, your princess think, is in another castle or is it more than one time? I think, yeah, I think you could vamp as needed. Like, I think you could do it just <laughs> once or if you wanted to like, keep doing it but like 
like the first time it's like a full sequence up to it and then we get it and then afterwards you do like almost like a montage of like he gets right. to the end and he beats what he thinks about <laughs> and they're like Oh, that happens like six more times, yeah. and then like Mario, like, oh, you know, man, like, I'm getting fucking tough. <laughs> like, I can only take, like, what do you, like, who do you think I am? He's like, okay, actually, I realized who my dream Mario is, and it's Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is very in the vein of Bob Hoskins. Of the Bob Hoskins, yeah. I, I was like, actually, like, I was like, I like the Bob Hoskins Mario, and I feel like him and my Mario would be friends, but I feel like my Mario is like the mean brother of the Bob Hoskins Mario. It's like, the he's Martin a brother Scorsese that, version of him, right? It's the Martin Scorsese yeah, version of Mario. Literally, yeah. It's like Martin Scorsese's Mario. I also was watching The Sopranos, and I was like, it's like, like Tony Soprano Mario. <laughs> Okay, so we're at so we've okay, just, princess we've is had, a, princess is another castle yeah, seven times, another and we potentially had a training montage, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, we potentially had a montage where Mario's going through levels, kicking ass, and then getting to the end, and Toad's like, "Oh shit, you thought it was this cat?" You know, just keep pulling out new maps with different castles, and finally he gets to a castle and he gets to the end and he beats the bowser and it happens again and mario's just like i'm fucking done like where is she and the toast like whoa 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 calm down wait okay we can show you the way to the other castle and mario's like why didn't you fuck? why didn't you do this the first time and they're like they're like we thought we thought it was the right castle and so the Lead Mario to the other castle, and finally the gang reaches Bowser's actual castle, and it's just as imposing as you think it would be, you know, big as hell, made of dark black stone, lightning striking in the background, like a moat and shit. The toads are like, well, all right, uh, we're just, we're going to peace out. See you later. And Mario's like, what? Like, what do you mean? And then he turns around and they're just kind of gone. And he's just like, okay. And so Mario, he walks into the castle. And he's just, he's ready. Honestly, he's ready for this whole thing to be over. And he's fucking speed running this castle, you know. You know, at this point, he's a well-oiled machine. He knows the traps. He's using wall glitches. Like, he's just <laughs> something. Oh, he's really machine. speed running it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> He's like R&D manipulating. <laughs> this is a next hard jump. If he does this, he uh, loses like, three seconds. You know, like, this, is actually, this is the PAL version, you know. The, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, you know, he's speed running. He's just absolutely stunning on the goon in the castle. And he reaches the main throne room and he finds Bowser and Peach. And they're just like, kind of like hanging out and so this actually takes me to <laughs> i i wanted there i want to <laughs> this is an idea i have i i kind of want there to be like a recurring b story of like bowser and peach where <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> it's like a almost like an enemy to enemies to lovers sick <laughs> like, a, like a beauty and the beast classic sitcom premise where you know it's two people who are like oh, you're the person I fucking hate the most. But then 
and you know their roommates who you know they don't like that much about each other at first but and then they have some like wacky classic adventures you know like odd couple new girl adventures and you know maybe they're not romantic like romantic now but you know they like actually learn to appreciate each other and they, they reach an understanding you know i think that's great because the super mario odyssey uh at least the way i interpreted it it definitely implies that Peach and Bowser have a much deeper relationship than we understand. You're right that it's not yeah. necessarily romantic, but they, yeah. those two have spent a lot of time together. You know, and, actually, and, how I, yeah, how I pictured it in my mind, I was almost like, like you know, like almost like platonic, like life partner. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> like who like live like like Bowser's like a single dad, and like Peach is like. Like almost like a like just a friend like the roommate and friend who like gives him advice and like maybe gives a helping hand to the kids every once in a while. I mean Bowser Jr. does call her mama. Like maybe she just spent so much time he just thinks she's mom. And and Peach is like he's like you know I'm only it's like I'm not your mom you know like. So Peach doesn't mind getting captured. It's just kind of an inconvenience. Like she's got other stuff to do. Yeah, because I I think Peach is like. I think she's disillusioned, you know. I think she's like she's been living in the castle for a while, and she's she's kind of tired of it all. She's because it's like you know she's just she's she kind of sees it as like these country bumpkins, you know. It's like it's like all I, I just spend the time with these toads and my weird ass dad all day, like. And, and it's not like she's even involved in the government of the Mushroom Kingdom, yeah, because kinda, King Kumquat's doing all that at yeah. this point. King yeah. Kum has some executive King, orders. And even King Kumquat isn't really doing that much. You know, it's, you know, if we really want to get into Mushroom Kingdom politics. <laughs> we got to win the Senate. I mean, you know, there's the, to- there's the House of Toads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love there to be like an old British, like, like the House of Lords. That, like, I would love there to have been like a War of the Roses, but like in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Nikki did establish in her Dr. Mario pitch that she believed that the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom spoke in a British accent. So I don't know if you're keeping that no, or breaking I, that. No, I like that. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so that's continues to be <laughs> yeah, I, I would almost like like if they had Brit- everyone had British accents except for Peach. Like if she like, like and she's just a valley girl. So, yeah. yeah. No, literally, I had that thought. Like, and then in the end, she, like I don't know, maybe the British slips out every once in a while. It's like oh, because oh, like, she's ashamed. Yeah. I like that. that. That'll be that'll be something you know. Once once we hammer down an actress for that role that's something we could discuss with the actress and you know i would love to get her interpretation into what what like you know what what, what do you think peach would do in a situation like this you know this is, what's your truth this is a, yeah this is a woman who i mean you know she has daisy but like one one friend like yeah you know she, i've you know i've got to ask michael in your dream version who plays peach you know, as soon as I brought her up, I knew you would ask, and I—I <laughs> I don't know why. Immediately, my head said Brie Larson, even though that Great isn't my. Choice. That's a yeah, perfect choice. That would be my initial choice, but then it's like the more I think about it, it's like 
I know that she's she's been on Twitter for a while campaigning to play Samus because I guess she's a Metroid head. Yeah. Um, but I, think, I would you know, definitely. I think Larson could really. I think she would lend the gravity to it, and I think I think she would find something in Peach that we haven't seen before. Which Brie is... Larson is our Peach. Yeah, she's in the Nintendo the new Nintendo ads playing Animal Crossing. And yeah, but yeah. Hey, you know if if we hey if this ever gets made, Brie Larson. You, you know, Princess Peach is yours. So Bowser and Peach, they, they've been hanging out, you know, maybe maybe they had like, you know, an episode where it's like, you know, they had to negotiate fridge space, you know, there's an episode <laughs> where it's like, it's the bottle episode, you know, it's storming and now they're stuck in a living room together and it's just Bowser and Peach and then every once in a while, maybe some of the kids walk in and it's like, this class. I'm getting a life. real will they, won't they vibe. I want to watch no, this I, show. I, and you know, I, I don't want it to be an explicit, but I, I do, I want there to be, I feel like in every good, re, any, every good real relationship, there's always a will they, won't they. Once we get our Disney Plus TV shows, like the ones that like expand on all the side people. I want that Bowser Peach show. Like I'd watch that. That'd be really great. I really think a Bowser and Peach sitcom would be so, and you could have the, like the Koopalings as characters. You could have, you could have Cackletta. You could have (laughs) Awful if you want. Who better to explore Bowser's inside story than Peach? Exactly. The Bowser's oh. in- that could be in- so so you know Bowser and Peach they've been hanging out and you know Mario gets there and he's you know he walks into one of their classic episodes <laughs> you know in my right there in my head I almost imagine like like a laugh track being like uh, like oh who's this guy like like you know in the classic sitcom you know walks through the door like it's like are you Princess Peach? It's like, oh, classics. And that could be like a character thing too. Like maybe Bowser really wants that kind of relationship with Peach. So mm. he has like this set and he has like all oh, of the really Goombas fun. and Koopas like watch and laugh at everything oh, they do. Yeah. In the universe, the Goombas are the studio audience. That's pretty funny. That's a re- I really like that. Yeah, it's like a Hannibal. It's not a Hannibal. It's like a Buffalo Bill thing, but it's less right. sexual and more like. Yeah, and more just like sad validation. You yeah. Know, actually, I watched the Phineas and Ferb movie not too long ago, and there was a similar like element in there where there was like an alien overlord who had like a forced like a studio audience that she forced to like validate her. And it follows the art style of Super Mario Bros. 3, which has long been speculated to itself be a theater recreation of the events of Super Mario Bros. Because and, all of and the Paper Mario games. Right. Yeah. A lot of the speculation is that Super yeah. Mario Bros. 3 and the Paper Mario games, those are all in universe theater pieces. That's actually so interesting because then yeah, because then you could even do those like curtain transitions as like the transitions to those Bowser and Peach scenes. Like it could be like you could even like title <laughs> like you know how in Fraser like they'll like title the acts with like <laughs> it's like someone's coming to dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you could do like one of those numbers where you just like title each new Bowser and Pete scene <laughs> with like some kind of like glib like <laughs> like <laughs> like everything's not peachy (laughs) (laughs) 
there would just be a day where it's just me, a marker, and a whiteboard, and it's just me coming up with names for those scenes. Without <laughs> I'll write the show. Honestly, quit the podcast. This is our writer's room for this show. <laughs> so Mario gets there, and he's like, I'm Mario. And they're like, what do you want, Mario? And he's like, I'm... I'm here to save. I'm so I'm supposed to save you from this guy. Peach is like, oh, yeah. I mean, like it's been a while. Like we're actually like pretty cool now, you know. Like it's kind of like roommates, you know. <laughs> At this point, my, you know, and Mario's fucking pissed. He's like, what? What do you mean? Like what? Like I'm I'm supposed to save the king? And he's just like, oh, my dad sent you here. Like. Oh, <laughs> Typical kumquat <laughs> toadstool, you know, he, he thinks he knows what's best for me, you know, got, got to protect my damsel in distress, princess daughter, fuck you. And Bowser's like, yeah, fuck that guy. It's like, yo, fuck you, like, what's, what's going on here? What, aren't you the bad guy? It's like, it's like, I mean, yeah, sometimes, like, Sometimes I do bad things, but like I don't think that makes me a bad guy, you know. Like I think I think Bowser Bowser's he's a father, you know, and <laughs> and you know, sure his kids do sometimes like recreate some of his bad habits, but like you know, aren't we all just like partially mirrors of our own parents? Wow, this is like a record. This is giving me Wreck It Ralph flashbacks because he's in that villain support meeting and they yeah, say like that exact like, line. I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. <laughs> and so, but this point, Mario's just fucking pissed. Like he's hot. <laughs> he's ready to fucking fight. He's just like, he's like, no, no, fuck, no. Well, you know what? Fuck, put your hands up, Bowser. Like, let's fucking, let's fucking fight, man. Like, let's go. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, and Bowser's like, 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 I don't want to fight you, man. Like, <laughs> can we just... And Mario's just like, he just starts tearing shit up in the castle. He's just like tearing shit off the walls and like knocking stuff over. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yo, can you keep it down? I got kids in here. Like, what? Come on, man. And Mario's like, let's, let's fucking take it outside then, tough guy, huh? Like, let's take it outside. And he's like, all right, all right, fine. Like, let's... And, <laughs> He's like, fine, you want to take it outside? And Peach is like, Bowser, like, Bowser, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, no, he wants to, he wants to take it outside. Let, let's take it outside. Peach is like, it's like, I thought, you know, we just had such a great connective moment. And now he's going back to his old habits. But, you know, growth isn't linear. I, I think that's something I've learned over the quarantine is that, you know, sometimes you, you, can, you can slide back into old habits, but that doesn't mean that doesn't define you, you know? You're not defined by one action. You're defined, you're defined by your journey. You're defined by what you choose to do next, not what you've done. And so Bowser, you know, Bowser and Mario, they're outside, you know, both of their shirts are off. I, you know, I said both of their shirts are off, but now I, I don't know if Bowser wears clothes. I that's, a, that's a fun question for uh an animator, I think an animator would have a field day with that question. You know, <laughs> maybe he, he wear, can take off his shell. 
Ooh, that's that disgusting. <laughs> Baby Mario yeah, can say that. That's fucking disgusting. Put yeah, like, <laughs> that back on. Takes up a show and it's just like spikes. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm really sensitive about that. <laughs> he's just like, don't. It's like Bowser. What did we talk about? It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like he's like, okay. It's like you know, I I'm insecure about this, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> I could talk to my therapist about this. I think Bowser has. Therapist. I think it's Peach. I think it's Kamek. I do. I like Kamek as therapist. I think Peach definitely is like a second. Is like he, she's like the positive reinforcement. He's like, oh man, I'm a piece of shit. And I like, think that even even when Peach is rescued, like Bowser just like still called her. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, like, I have a job interview yeah, coming no, up. Like, <laughs> It's like it's almost like the exes, but they never dated. It's like <laughs> Bowser's like, so what are you up to? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, are you doing anything later? Just you like, said you were baking no. bread. Are you still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how's Daisy? It's just like we're <laughs> we're fighting. It's like I gotta go, Bowser. <laughs> anyway, and so you know, they're outside. They're ready to fight. You know, Mario's getting hyped up. He's got the toads in his corner. Bowser's got Peach in his corner. Maybe the scene is even in black and white again. Like it's like it's almost like the recurring raging bull. It's like he's like ha- like it gets like slow motion and he's like ready to fucking fight. Mario and Bowser they both got their shirts off. You know they they probably still have pants on. Yeah. Also, also maybe I like the idea of like Bowser being someone who doesn't wear a shirt but wears pants. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that's just like how he was dressed before <laughs> like, like a king maybe, of the hill character or like maybe even like when peach first moved in bowser didn't wear any clothes but then like <laughs> now bowser wears pants and like maybe even has like glasses you know like it's like now this is like sensible bowser you know like, <laughs> you know now he's like back in his ways <laughs> And so, <laughs> this you know, is Bowser with a girlfriend. And so, you know, Bowser and Mario, their hands are up, they're ready to fight. Mario punches Bowser in the face, and then Bowser punches Mario in the face, and there's blood and sweat, and, you know, you're cutting to, like, Peach and the Toad's faces, and, the, you know, there's a mix of emotions on each of their faces, you know. There's excitement, but also, like, you know, what? I wish they didn't have to resort to violence and... You know, like, why can't we just talk things out like civilized people? And then Mario and Bowser, you know, they're, they're panting, you know, they're, you know, they're vying around each other, you know, they're throwing punches. And, and I imagine they throw, like, one final punch at each other, both at the same time, and it makes impact with each other, and they both hit each other in the face. And then there's, like, a reverberation. It's like, you know, there's, like, a shockwave, and it's silent. And then they both just fall to their knees and then fall to the ground. And then it's just like, they're both just laying there and they're panting and they're panting. And Peach walks over to Mario and she's like, do you feel, do you feel any better now? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And then, and then cut to Mario, Bowser, Peach. And they're in like a cafe. They're laughing. They're talking about the events of you know, what just happened. I, I, I assume this is like 
a week later, you know? They've had some time to decompress. They're like, you know, now now with some distance, they're kind of they're kind of laughing about it. And Mario's like, man, I was I, I think I was just so angry, you know? Like I, I I just had all this frustration from my life and and you know, Bowser's like, tell tell me about it, you know, like <laughs> I'm I'm a father. I'm trying to parent my kids and you know, I, I I gotta do what's best for my kingdom and I'm the bad guy and it's like you're not the bad guy. And I was just like, thank you, Mario. You know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> they even hug. maybe they even hug. I think Mario, I think in 2021, Mario and Bowser should hug it out. I think they should punch it out and then they should hug it out. <laughs> okay. Question. Because, you know, Mario in the, has such a strong relationship to Peach. What, what is Mar? And this is his first time meeting her. What, what is, what does he think of her? And what does she think of him? Mm. You know, I, I I think in my head it's almost like a like Peach is this person who's like out of Mario's league, but someone that he's still kind of like pining for. So like I don't know, like maybe like he even he tries to like like I know when they first meet, he's kind of like, oh, how you doing? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I know, like I feel like like I feel like he should always kind of be trying to like. So, you know, you and Bowser aren't a thing, right? And it's like, <laughs> yes. And like, be just like, yes, but also like, I don't want to date you. <laughs> you know, I could, I could totally, maybe that's like their entire, maybe that's an, his entire conflict with Bowser. It's just like, you guys are too good of friends. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's that they're, they're friends and that they live together. And uh, also that he's like, he's like, that's something's going on, man. Like, <laughs> He's so threatened. Like, like he's just like shaking for no reason. He's like, he's, he's just like, whoa, Mario. Like, why did you I tell Bowser that, but not me? Why does Bowser get to know? Yeah, <laughs> Bowser and Peach have inside jokes, and that just like drives Mario. Crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, I, I think that would be how the scene ends. Like, like they're having a good time and they're reminiscing, and then like. Bowser and Peach like make an inside joke and then like it's like a three-step inside joke like it's like there's the first level and then it just like it was like and then that reminds you of like that other time when we were and they're like and then that other time Mario's just like yeah it's probably about time I (laughs) probably about time I head out to the Mushroom Kingdom yeah like the toads they gave me that my gold already you know I talked to King Kumquat and you know yeah, this was a really good time. Like, I'd love to come back, you know. And he's like, you know, the toads, they gave me a bunch of mushrooms. And they're like, yeah, you know, just take these, come back anytime. And I'm like, I, I think I think I might do that. And they're like, we should hang. And I'm like, yeah, we should. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, you know, Mario, they're doing that awkward thing. This could also be a diner, a cafe or a diner where it's like Mario was like standing up and like, you know, Bowser and Peach are both still like sitting <laughs> at the booth and like Mario's just kind of like, he kind of expected them to get up too. But <laughs> he, has to, like, he has to like announce again that he has to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so yeah, like he, he like claps. He's like, so yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna, like, I think I'm just gonna head out, you know, uh, are, are you guys? You guys are leaving, right? Like you guys have. He's like, you guys have phones here. Is that a thing? It's like, yeah, no, sorry. It's just like, ah. he's just like, man. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I, 
guess I just, I guess I'm gonna go. And then, I'll see you when I see it. Yeah, he just, he walks out and then like bows and Peach are like, man, that guy, huh? He's just like right. And then you know Mario. And I imagine it's like you cut to like maybe a month later, you know. And then Mario, he's back in the real world, and he's he's back. I, I imagine I almost want there to be like a sequence where it's like it's almost like a voiceover of Mario, where it's like he's almost like telling us about like how he's grown from this experience, and it's like you know it's like while that's playing, there's like a montage, and it's like that fall to winter transition, like Mario's in like he's like in, in his same classic color palette, but now he's got like. A stylish coat and he's like <laughs> and he's like he's like you know it's like it's like you know i was never the same after going to the mushroom <laughs> it's got like a goodfellas like, thing going yeah like kind of like a goodfellas and he's like it's like you know I, I was still working my plumbing job and and you know and he's like he's like i had the gold coins from the mushroom kingdom but as soon as i got over to the real world they turned into chocolate gold coins <laughs> And so now I just have like, there's like a boatload of chocolate coin, just guilt. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, but you know, that's not really what it was about. You know, I was so focused on the money, but the money was, it was just a symptom of the problem. What, what I really, I was just unsatisfied with my life. You know, I was purposeless. I had nothing to look forward to, but, and, but now, now I'm a hero. I have people who need me. I have people who depend on me. I have people who will call me at a drop of a dime. He's like, I have a purpose. And then I, I almost want there to be like, like a, almost like a mirror scene of like, like him, like the, the like, orig- like the original him, like, like being a plumber scene where he's like, he's working on some person's toilet. And, you know, earlier he was, like, daydreaming about the, like, <laughs> his, like, glory days as, like, a Raging Bull boxer. But, like, now he's daydreaming about the Mushroom Kingdom and, you know, his growth. And, you know, maybe this new person is, like, yelling his name to, like, get his attention and be like, hey, get your head out of the clouds, you know? I need you to fix my fucking toilet so I can take a big fat shit. <laughs> you know, like, I'm trying to take a shit, man. <laughs> can I take a shit? And Mario's like, okay, okay. Like, and he, you know, he looks down at this toilet, full, this clogged toilet full of shit. And you, you know, it cut, you know, we do the same. We cut back to the look on his face, but, but he's smiling this time because this time, this time Mario, Mario has a purpose. He's not just some plumber. He's not just some, he's not just some washed up boxer, you know, he's not just some divorcee. He's not just a guy in his 40s who lives with his brother in Jersey plumbing, you know? He's not just Mario Mario, you know? He's Super Mario. Wow. Yeah. Does he like at the very right before Custard Black, does he like take the magic mushroom and close his eyes and like go down the toilet? I, I like that. Ooh. That would be really You fun. hear like the wah wah wah. This is something I would I I have to say that and I don't at all want this to be the thing, but also if <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but like he he's like smiling 
and then like the toilet flushes and like shit just like splashes into his face and he's just like and and then the other person's like oh shit that's shit on your face and he's just like and then the movie ends roll like roll the credits mario (laughs) you know you play some kind of energetic you know you could do a rock song the stepdads would love that (laughs) you could do like a classic you know what i would really like to do I i would like to write an original song for this where it's like it's it's like a Frank Sinatra-esque song, but it's like about Mario. <laughs> like it's like it's like something old Blue Eyes would sing about Mario. You you know, or it could even it could be about Mario the boxer, or it could be about Mario the hero of the Mushroom Kingdom. Or a, a a Frank Sinatra-esque cover of Jump Up Superstar from Super Mario Odyssey. I think you can noirify that. I I think you could make a sad like moody version of that yeah, but i yeah. have a quick pitch for paulina i think because <laughs> I, I i also had a thought where because we, we had the intro where it was like you know it's it's mario like boxing you know and it's like it's that like raging bull intro it's black and white he's boxing i think even maybe after that you could almost do like like a like a goodfellas montage sequence because it's like you know at the beginning of like goodfellas where he's like he's talking about his life and he's like, like, you know, like, like all my life, I wanted to be a gangster. And, you know, you could almost do like a, like a Mario was just like, you know, like you talking about, like, I wanted to be somebody. And then, you know, he goes through like very quickly. He's like, you know, I was this boxer and then, you know, I knocked out and the divorce and Pauline and now she's a mayor of New York city and I'm a fucking plumber. <laughs> And then, and then you could go to like the, the Bronx, two thousand eight. He's worse for wear. He's in the plumbing job. Shit in his face, Mario. One more question, because I need to know, because I thought it would be answered. It never was. Why two thousand eight? Just twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I actually did have a plot. So originally, I was gonna have like. Mario's original boxing heyday be like 1974 and then I wanted it to be like 20 years later and then it'll be like 1994 but then I also wanted to have the plot point of like Mario being in online chat rooms and then finding out about a secret New York fight club from an online chat room and I was like okay so then I need it to be a time where not only are like computers developed enough to be chat rooms but like Chat rooms are like mainstream enough for like a guy like Mario to like be on one. So I was like, I feel like 2008 is like, like he could be in, like he could be in like a a 4chan group. He could yeah. be and probably, Omega. Yeah, he could be in. The, he could definitely be in like a Facebook group chat. Like, just like when, when's the next fight, boys? Like, so moving into continuity approaching. I think we have we have some great setups. I think um, I know in your pitch, Michael, you originally had Little Mac being the one to wound Mario and take and and destroy his boxing career. I kind of like switching it to Doc Lewis just so that mm-hmm. Little Mac can still be young. By oh, the yeah, time so he can still, yeah. So he we can also still have, have some continuity already with Little Mac, where 
Right. <laughs> I I had no idea New York would really be much like Marvel. New York is really the epicenter of yeah, one right. of our because Sophie's pitch had We Fit Trainer in New York as well as I think we got Rob and um and Little Mac. Little Mac. Little Mac, Little yeah. Mac is training at the same gym as uh We Fit Trainer, which yeah. means Mario is also trained at that same gym. Or yeah, I, I actually think Mario was from a rival gym. Right. Oh, like a Cobra Kai situation? Okay. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, yeah. And I, I think it's it's kind of like, like, they were, like, two opposing forces. Or, well, or like, Doc Lewis, I would say. Because I do like the idea that Little Mac is kind of, like, a second generation. Almost mm-hmm. like a, like, how Creed to, is to Rocky. Like, mm-hmm. Little yeah. Mac Doc Lewis. Yeah, I think that's a, a slight true. Yeah. So I think that's a really strong connection. I think um, so continuity wise, you're you're a first for our show because you're the first time that you are pitching a movie in a franchise that's already been pitched because Nikki pitched Dr. Mario. So this is actually our second Mario universe movie. So continuity wise, the only real thing that has to be addressed at some point and we have it doesn't have to be addressed in this movie necessarily but i know that by the time that nikki's dr mario movie rolls around mario and peach are together and are in a romantic relationship so that doesn't have to happen in this movie but i think either in a super mario bros sequel or in super smash brothers the first crossover we'll have to have mario and peach get together yeah not a problem not a problem that they're yeah, not. not yeah, because like yeah, my because I, I remember like I was thinking about that continuity because I was like, you know, pre or post Smash Bros. event, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, ha- it would have to be pre because it's yeah, like definitely it's, it's, you know it's a Mario origin story, and yeah, I like the idea of like this being like, you know, like you know how like so many like superhero franchises and just franchises in general like start out kind of simply where it's just kind of like this weird self-contained story but then it's like when you franchise it it's like okay now mario has like 17 different powers he's kind <laughs> of God, like and like he, he's been he fought like like literal gods now and <laughs> yeah i think it works as a standalone movie but i also think you have set up something really helpful for the first smash brothers where you have a universe you have something that transports other people to different universes mm-hmm. with this magic yeah. mushroom. And I think that technology can be something that's really special and sought after. And maybe it's the way that everyone sort of gets to this, whatever the, our yeah. Smash Brothers universe would, yeah. is. Because I was thinking like, cause in like, I, cause I feel like in like narratives like these, there's all there. The question always comes of like, okay, how do they get to the world? How do they get back? You know? And and I feel like sometimes we focus too much on like making it like oh like <laughs> you have to have like a clear like like you almost have to have like a like a mathematical proof for it you know and like yeah I, <laughs> I think just the simplicity of like especially because with Mario like mushrooms are such a huge visual motif of it and like such a huge part of the game and like you know our own drugs of like you know like eating magic mushrooms and like oh shit like i'm in another world like it was just so like it kind of like just like went on the page and i was like yeah i welcome you (laughs) (laughs) it was a gift i was like yeah yeah yeah." and i asked i kind of feel like because with other worlds you could do the mushrooms but i 
don't know. I feel like it could also be interesting if like each different world had like its own unique like transportation like paradigm even like I know like maybe some worlds have a portal or like maybe some worlds like you got to get on a spaceship and travel warp speed and <laughs> you'll yeah. be able to <clears throat> like faster than light travel like I don't know I feel like mixing and matching of like yeah all the different there could be a lot of different ways to traverse the multiverse yeah yeah because yeah, sure. I think for me like the what makes I know what makes like stuff like this so magical isn't like things always making sense. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of things making emotional sense rather than always making logical sense. And like, I feel like sometimes like, it's like, like instead of having like a fully explained, like hard magic system where it's like, you know, if I apply this much force, like this happens, it's like, he does this and like, Oh, that worked. Wasn't that cool. And it's like, Whoa, that kind of was cool. And like, that's kind of like the end of the conversation. I think you're right. Audiences don't care how we get there as long as we get there. As long as the movie isn't like insecure about it. Like, I feel like that's like, yeah. like audiences, audiences are like a group of middle schoolers. It's like, if, if you have an ounce of fear in you as a writer, they're going to be like, nah, this guy's a fucking poser, bro. And then you're like, <laughs> oh shit, no. And so you like, you, you try to write the thing to be like anti, like, poser proof it's like i thought of everything but it's like not sometimes you just gotta be kind of silly you know yeah <laughs> the moment you're you're aware of how you can be criticized it's over yeah, yeah. or even i know because i always think of like I, i'm always someone who's like <laughs> i feel like i have a million like considerations every time i'm writing something but like even taking those criticisms and then deciding like you know what like i actually just don't have to take some of these like <laughs> And, you know, and it's like, like no malice intended, but it's like, like, it, you know, everything is a choice and like you can choose to do, like at the end of the day, everything is your choice. So mm-hmm. wow, why not be silly? <laughs> the only thing is we know that Luigi is going to have to find these magic mushrooms at some point. It's a good point that Luigi does not, this isn't really, a, this isn't a Super Mario Bros film as much as it is a yeah, Super Mario a film. Mar- yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I think that it's actually almost like a classic setup for like, like the classic sequel where it's like the buddy, co- like the buddy movie where it's like now Mario and Luigi are like, I, like almost like, um, like Spider-Man Homecoming. In, Cause in Spider-Man Homecoming, it's like, you have him like introducing that he's Spider-Man to like his first friend. But then in the second one, like Zendaya's character MJ gets involved and it's like, you know, every movie it's like the relationships change like a little bit you know and it's mm-hmm. like yeah i feel like a fun like it's like you know you set up the relationship that like mario and luigi are brothers and it's like i feel like that's enough to carry it like it's kind of like ant-man and the wasp a little because yeah, yeah. like just it just becomes about them instead of one person in the sequel yeah i, I even had a thought of like it would kind of be funny if like mario had his phone the whole time and he was just like talking to luigi every once in a while just like <laughs> like man i'm fucking i don't know man <laughs> but I, the question comes where does mario get a phone charger maybe the mushrooms charge it i don't know because it gives you life that'll be that'll be for the our follow-up episode that, yeah <laughs> one of the follow-up episode how does mario 
get the phone so I turn the muscle. <laughs> I do want a follow up episode because Michael, this has been so much fun, so much fun. You had me in stitches for most of that pitch. I I gotta say, I was I was, I was having a great time. I mean, I don't know if you could tell, but I was I was cutting up. I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, we love you so much. We we really appreciate you coming on the show and and pitching potentially our most important film in the entire uh, cinematic universe. Uh, we really appreciate it. Brave to take it on. Yeah. You're the God, you're the John Favreau. <laughs> so thank you for pitching our Iron Man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you here again next week with a brand new episode and a brand new writer and a brand new pitch. And uh we hope yeah. you guys next week. I'm a new Michael's here. He doesn't know how to leave the Zoom. He's here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, guys, you, guys you are, are a gas. Michael's here to stay now. I, I love you guys. But, and I love what you're doing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. You know. Of course. We love you, Michael. Hey, thank you so much for listening. None of this would be possible without some awesome remixes by some very underappreciated musicians. Here are their credits so you can listen to them without us talking over it. The Mario 64 File Select Lo-Fi Hip Hop Remix came from Camix. The consoles did the Super Mario World athletic theme jazz cover. The synth cover of the Super Mario Bros. theme comes from Mattia Panchati. Insane in the Rain Music did the Super Mario Odyssey Jump Up Superstar Big Band Jazz Arrangement. Non-player band did the Super Mario Bros. Underground Band Cover. DJ Killzones did the Super Mario 64 Bowser Medley Synth Wave Remix. Scruffy did the Drum Summit Super Mario Symphony Concept. Kumo did the Super Mario 64 Powerful Mario Wing Cap slash Vanish Cap Remix. Nazent did the Coconut Mall Future Funk Remix. VGO Score did the Super Mario 64 Symphonic Suite Orchestral Cover. TLB Orchestration did the Super Mario World Castle Theme at orchestral cover tweaker and king meteor did the rainbow funk rainbow road remix vault supreme did the super mario world underwater music synth version best dude 55 did the super mario land overworld theme remix the super mario world game over lo-fi hip-hop remix comes from philip schlosser and as always the sound effects come from freesound.org the smash brothers series and the mario series visit us at our website misensmashpod.podient.co we're on apple podcasts and spotify so give us a follow and a like there and drop a review if you'd like you can find us at our personal twitters at simon lewis ong and at p simmons hayes join us next time and the next exciting installment of the super smash brothers cinematic universe thank you so much for listening Bye.